Welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Hope this show finds you doing well. Today is the first of a two-part series. The second one I'll play in two weeks. It is called Reviving the Song Circles, a conversation with Elisa S. Keeler. I would say that the main themes of this show are music, community, mentoring, and vocation. And if you think about it, those are some really core, universal, key human experiences, aspects, community, music, mentoring, vocation, vocation, receiving a call, mentoring, finding the people or being the person to help nurture those seeds, nurture that growth, music, or one of the organic spaces of community when we sing with others and community that that resource that we are all hardwired to crave and to desire the desire to connect with with others in some setting doesn't necessarily mean going down to the veterans day parade for community it might mean going to the library to be part of a book club but with elisa s keeler her specialty is reviving the communal, the song circles, this part that's been universal to humans and even universal beyond humans, other animals. Singing is part of life. So we're going to talk about singing and a bit about Elisa's journey and how she is, is serving, uh, serving the community and many communities with her, her skills and her vision. So, uh, let's jump into the episode. I'm going to start by playing one of the songs off her new album, Wende Yahoo. No, no, we're going to start with Glory Hallelujah, and it will get you fired up. <laughs> Another few notes before we start. I wanted to let people know that Elisa S. Keeler will be hosting two upcoming events in the Ithaca area. A CD release song circle on March 28th from 7 to 8.30 at CSMA in downtown Ithaca, Community School of Music and Arts. This uh, song circle on March 28th is is a real nice opportunity to see how Elisa teaches and presents and runs uh, a, a circle because this, this uh, is like a drop-in event. And if you like that, you might resonate with the, uh, the eight-week course. A celebration of spring and her new album, Soul of the Earth, Multicultural Songs for the Circle. And we're going to play two tracks of that today, and, and you'll see that this is, uh, this is a really powerful album and worth checking out and worth uh, supporting Elisa and her work. Also in Ithaca, she'll be leading an eight-week Freeing Your Voice session, a program she teaches and has designed and she teaches. That's starting Monday, April 8th, an eight-week session, Freeing Your Voice, uh, a course that I've gone through and I fully endorse. Elisamusic.com for more info. And I'll repeat some of that information at the end. Okay, let's do it. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, 
All right, so let's uh, let's jump into this interview here. We have great community spirit and loving person around town, Elisa Shisholi Keeler. And we're gonna talk about your vocation, your coming into your vocation as a song leader and a workshop and retreat facilitator. I had the great opportunity to be in your Freeing Your Voice class a year and a half ago. And not only did I have a great experience singing with you and your, your guidance and with the others, but it really helped me along with my, uh, my singing. Just gave me a, a bit more confidence to keep on practicing. And I, you, if you listen to the podcast, I, I give shout outs to singing as emotional therapy all the time. So I'm always pushing, find people to sing with or just find some music to really sing along with and really practice and, and push, the, push the instrument that flows, the, the instrument of our body, right? Absolutely. All right. So Yeah. Well. I just wanted to say it's great to be here. Always a real joy to talk about my work in the world. Mm. And it's really connected to, um, yeah, my passion. You know, I feel like it's so important for all of us to find the things that kind of light that spark inside of us and yeah. find out how to let that shine out into the world. So it's just a joy to be here. So let's start by, um, I'm really interested in like how music and community, see I, I see you as like the Venn diagram of music and community overlapping and you're like right in the middle and I think that's so awesome and so in the human evolutionary sense so old school, right? Yes. It's like a very important yeah, role. I think about that tribal song circle and it, you know that somebody had to call that circle together but everybody comes and yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're we need more of that. Yeah. So so how how did this how is this vocation nurtured in you? How is it sparked in you? You know, this has probably been a long process. Yeah, so um so I came to Ithaca in 1998 and I knew that I had a calling to study mm -hmm. music and it was strong. In high school, I feel like I, I used to be good at things like math and all those yeah. subjects, but then all of a sudden music just like it's came clicked. to the forefront. Mm. That was the calling. It was like only the only option really because the passion was so strong. And so I went to Ithaca College to study music education and vocal performance, and I did a double major there. And the, the thing that happened is by the end of that study, I did a four and a half year program, but by the end of it, I felt a secondary calling, and that was for healing. And I didn't really know in today's day and age what that calling to do healing work could look like or what that even meant. So I ended up finding the perfect mentor for myself, and it's Alice McDowell. And she is one of the co-founders of Light on the Hill Retreat Center, and she's a spiritual guide. And I started seeing her my senior year of college. And um, I had this vision, you know, music and healing could go together. I realized there could be a marriage of those two worlds. And I had this vision of creating a therapeutic singing program. And so I started talking to her about it and she recommended that I actually take her three-year course in healing and personal growth. Part of it was I realized in order to be a healing presence in the world, it was important for me to do some of my own healing and kind of sort through my own inner obstacles. But through the course of working with her, I really came to understand my passion and calling and how to more effectively put those things together in the world and make a career out of it. Yeah, that's the tricky part because anybody who knows you, like, yeah, obviously your calling is this community and music overlap and inspiring that community space, a healing space, a space of connection. Well, a space of connection is inherently a space of healing, I would maybe make the argument, right? Absolutely, in yes. A, in a world of disconnection, right? Yep. And um, 
So it, but you're able to start to put the pieces together and, and make it like a viable career too, which is important. Yes. Because um, we want we want this to be sustainable. We want you to continue to be uh, this powerful force in the community. So that's exciting that you're having a lot of people are attending your, tell us about your current class. So my current class is called Freeing Your Voice. Mm -hmm. And in Ithaca, I offer it as an eight session series. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it is mostly about singing. Mm -hmm. It's about connecting more deeply to yourself and others and something beyond ourselves, mm -hmm. I would say as well. And so I address some of the inner obstacles. Like many people come in with some blocks about letting their voice shine out into the world for a whole variety of reasons. But I take people through exercises that kind of help them connect with the core of their being or like the truth of who they really are. And through breath work and toning, we start to free things up a bit. And then, um, yeah, so we then sing songs from different cultures that come together really quickly and easily. And the harmony parts that we make in that setting, I think, have their own therapeutic aspect. Um, I ended up getting a master's degree in transpersonal psychology. And um, my big writings were on the therapeutic benefits of singing in groups. And so I did some of the studies and researched the scientific findings to see, to learn about what that natural high is that we experience mm. when we come together in these song groups and why it is that it's so uplifting to me, but also others that are in this circle. And so of course we find that there's endorphins that are being released and oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone. And then heartbeats start to synchronize when we're breathing together in this way. I always lead my classes and workshops in a circular formation. Everybody's in a circle. And to me, that brings us back to that tribal sense of belonging and community. And the circle is the symbol for wholeness. So even just being in a circle, whether we're singing or not, does something to the psyche. And so um, I would say the goal of that class really is healing and joy. You know, just like that reconnection. So many of us are isolated in our independent lives. And there is something about connecting with other human voices at the same time. And then the harmonies take it to a whole new level. So I try to choose songs that are simple, soulful, come from different cultures, and are just have facilitate that connection with everybody right away. Mm. Well, as someone who's been through the course, I could fully endorse, uh, endorse the course and, and also after singing with people and really concentrating and being in that space, there is a natural high. There is something that's going on that's very, very helpful and just very, very, yeah, very healing. Just like recharges some batteries that you didn't realize were running a little low, I think. Yeah, and that is a goal. Everybody needs that time to, you know, um, to recharge. Mm -hmm. And for some, they have an easier time doing it on their own. You know, I think meditation is a beautiful practice that people can do on their own or in groups that helps to recharge the battery. But, I, you know, I, I would say I tend to like to go also for that natural high. So I think, you know, many of us are missing that and there's other ideas that support that idea that we actually are longing for that and need that. It's interesting how it, it's on such a deep level that it's something that we share with other uh, other living being. When coyotes howl together, I'm sure that some of the same things are happening in their, you know, their brain and their spirits. They're, they're realizing, I'm okay, I'm part of this pack. That's like, right. There's something synchronizing there and it's, 
We miss that because we used to be singing every Sunday or every Saturday in religious uh, organizations that people would attend. You know, a few generations ago, everyone was going and singing every week, that's right? That's what you did. I mean, that's I grew up in a church singing every single exactly. Sunday. Exactly. That's Me probably too. where the, the, it all started. Yeah, yeah, you get the bug, right? Like, oh, yeah. this is nice singing with a, a whole big group of people. That's right. And um, but then, like we were talking about before, these some of these uh, these religion organizations are just they're not they're, they're really they're decreasing in popularity and they're, but the human needs to sing with other people, the human needs to collect and come together with people, the human needs to, um, well, I talk about the podcast, you know, we have some intellectual stimulation, reflect on these important topics. These, the things that are still absolutely necessary for us humans. So that's why it's so great that I feel like you're jumping in and, and filling that, that, that void of just community singing. And I, I just, it has my full endorsement. Full oh, endorsement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it's like a pure joy. Well, it, it, yeah. the thing is, the beauty of creating something like community singing spaces is, you're helping people feel less isolated and more connected, and have that. Oh, Monday night, I'm going to go and sing with the group. What a what a great way to just get your week going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 great. It's yeah, a great it resource. Yeah, it feels great, and it feels. You know, I teach all the songs in the oral tradition, and of course, going attending music school, I read music and I sang in choirs that had scores and written music, but I want to make it accessible to everybody. Yeah. Like everybody has a voice, everybody can sing, you know, and I think really it's like remove all obstacles Mm -hmm. and just come together and reconnect with that, that spark and that joy. Yeah. And if, and if, and if it's something that anyone could access, like you could pull someone off the street and say, Hey, you're coming in our singing class today. That person get in there, and an hour later, they could be like, "Whoa, I've been singing with the people." You know, you could That's jump right. in, and, and right. I yeah. think you've really nailed the accessibility part of it. Well, it's thank really you. great. Thank you. Yeah, it's important to me to get everybody on board, mm-hmm. and so it's all you know. I teach in the call and response style, just like that would have happened in that tribal song circle. You call right. it out, and they echo it, and then you're all together. And yeah, you don't need to read anything; you just have to listen and That's pay attention. Right. Yeah, and it really brings people in the present moment too, which is also has its benefits you're forgetting all the things that are going on in the other aspects of your life and really connecting with the energy that's in that present space well i've i've talked about this before on the on the podcast i come from a sports background i was exposed to singing i always loved music but i've i feel like some of the joy i get by playing sports i feel some similar things from if i sing for a while yeah absolutely I, i was a soccer and softball player there for a while myself so the team you know, I think that taught me a lot about team. Yeah. You know, and just like the joy, what it's like to, you know, maybe celebrate together, but also how to handle some of the challenges or the losses together. But still that pack, it's part of the pack. And being fully immersed in the activity. So you, you've you performed a lot. You've been in multiple bands in Ithaca over the years. And you also are in a, a acapella group now. So I wanted to tell, tell us about the bands you've been in. But I'm curious emotionally, how does it feel... For you to perform uh, in a cappella group, how does it feel to perform in more of like a, a rock concert setting? And how does it feel to facilitate the groups? Is it, is it all the same? Is it wildly different? Mm-hmm. Okay, great question. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so about 10 years ago, I was the lead singer of both the band Solstice, which was all of my original soul music, and also Mutron Warriors, like soul and funk. And, um, you know, I would say... Singing with those bands, there's a, it's, it was very empowering. Um, and I just, I think I really loved that, the feeling of, 
you know, again, having a team. So mm. there we are connecting team, and team. Yeah. But there's also differences. Everyone's playing the different instrument, but yet we're coming together for the same purpose. You know, I have a spiritual perspective of singing, which is like train the body and then let go and be a vessel, like a mm. conduit for a higher energy. And so I think I felt, you know, in the years of singing with a full band, really in touch with that. And I felt like I noticed that high notes would soar out more easily if I really went into that space of surrender and the idea of like letting a higher energy through. And so, you know, I really became, I started to really practice this idea of myself as a vessel and that whether it was like, you know, I ended up speaking with a lot of women in the community that felt like for my presence felt empowering to them, like seeing a woman lead singer with Just an all-male band. Out. And like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was interesting to notice it was doing something energetically for women in the community. But also I think that I had intentions for my singing. I wanted it to kind of help, you know, like move stuck energy in people. You know, a lot of the songs then were like dance songs. So it's like people are moving on the dance floor and it's sort of like, mm -hmm. I even thought about my own voice in my own singing practice, again, as a meditation, thought about the chakra system and how to open and let that kundalini energy flow up and yeah. through and just kind of like let that kind of inner release happen. And the idea, you know, I think of singers, you know, there's a lot of projection that happens onto singers, you know, um, but I thought, what do you oh, mean projection? Of well, singers? I mean, um, you know, like it's, from the audience. Yeah. Like people see the singer, they relate to the singer, yeah. but I, I've learned that the singer is, the role of the singer is to take people on an emotional journey. Mm -hmm. So sort of the more in touch I was with emotion and also my own inner experience of that freedom and release, I feel like that energetically starts to shift the audience. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, you know, I'm, I was the willing person to kind of, to go in that inward journey with the hopes that it would affect people in a positive way. So I started practicing the idea of myself as a vessel mm -hmm. during those singing years. And that has spilled over into my other work. Um, you know, again, I, when I teach workshops, I prepare. You know, I train. We talk about train the body and then let go. So I prepare, but I make a loose plan. Mm -hmm. And I let kind of spirit dictate what's actually going to happen. And it's a combination of like being really centered in myself, tuning into the energy of the people in the room, their body language, noticing their spark, noticing their confusion. You know, and tuning in in that way, but also I sort of get this little guiding voice come in from time to time that says, hey, this next song is really what's needed right now to get the energy to move. And so it's sort of this practice of like, um, of being in tune with oneself, with other people, and then a higher guiding presence. And so it's a beautiful practice. I would say, though, that um, I, I get a similar kind of joy. You know, you asked mm -hmm. like how the emotional effects. I would say singing as a performer is more, there's a little more pressure. Mm -hmm. It's more pressure. It's kind of on you. You know, you've got to memorize the words. You've got to be on point. I've got to do my warm ups. And I would say that my life has shifted a bit more into song leading, where it's about everybody in the room singing. And it's not just about the singer who does that thing up there and then the dancers. It's about actually we can all do it. We can all actually be that vessel and that conduit. We can all actually open those energy centers in the body. We can all experience that, you know, the release and the joy. And so for me, it feels possibly more important to be putting people in touch with those experiences right now. Well, I just had a thought. It kind of reminds me of uh, when I reflect on music festivals and I, I, I think of where they are now and I think of what they could be, like I see the transition that you 
have gone through so from focusing more as being a performer to more being a, a, a facilitator, yes, right? Yeah. And I think about when people go to these music festivals, there's a lot of fetishization of the performer, yes, right? And it's yeah, like, it's, them. it's they focused can do this. on yeah. the show. And I, I would go to the festivals more often if there was more, let's, let's, let's work together and you know like there are more yes. singing you know collective singing right. situations you know it's a different perspective yes. a little bit right and yeah and that has happened f my journey at grassroots so i sang at grassroots for four years in a row mm -hmm. and it, you know i got my start as a backup singer for other and this is a big bands. local music festival yes okay. yeah so trumansburg grassroots late july yeah. yeah and um so i started four years in a row i sang with bands mm -hmm. um and then switched over and they have a healing arts area mm. and so then i now lead a singing workshop every year for about eight or nine years i've led a singing oh, workshop wow. and i usually do that on the last day and by that day you know everybody's had their fill right they've had yeah. their fill of all the performers and there's wonderful music but i think people something's been sparked in people and they want access to it so it feels wonderful to be able to facilitate mm. those group singing experiences there yeah and so maybe, yeah, the festival might get a spark, but then you provide a little tinder, help that fire grow inside of You can do it them. too. You want yeah. people to know you can do this too. You know, and it might not mm -hmm. look just like that, but singing is a tool for healing. It's a tool for connection with oneself and others. And I feel like it's, it's right to know that everybody has access to it. It's a natural medicine. It's a natural remedy. Mm -hmm. And we all have access to it. Yeah, I was encouraged in a lot of aspects as a youngster, but I was not, I was not encouraged to sing. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people say, oh, you can't sing. And I hear people all the time say, oh, I can't sing, and you can't sing, and I can't sing. You know, and I'm, mm -hmm. I think most people can sing. Yes. They just have to study a little bit and practice and and learn a little bit more. Because people people just try to rip off a song on the radio and just go, and oh, I can't sing because I can't nail this. Well, it takes practice and development, like and being really aware and I've seen now I've sort of learned that process I've seen the improvement and it's really it's very fun it's very empowering and I want to be able to go places and to sing uh, with confidence yes and I think that is a really exciting message that I try to push on the podcast from time to time mm -hmm. and I think that's you know one of your core messages is like this is a very basic human thing that we all could really benefit from experiencing and it doesn't yes. take a lot of resources to bring people together in a room Right. And let's just sing, you know, it's not, it's, mm -hmm. it's an old human right. activity. And some of, absolutely, yeah. Um, not even human, it's an old, it's an old life activity. Yes. Um, there's a quote that I love um, that comes from Angelus Arian, and she talks about the four universal healing selves. Mm. So four, and she talks about singing, mm -hmm. dancing, storytelling, and silence mm. and um, there's this this That's concept beautiful. so like in an indigenous culture if somebody was ill or depressed they might go to the medicine man or the medicine mm -hmm. woman and um, the questions that this person would ask is like when did you stop singing or when did you stop dancing uh, when did you stop being enchanted by stories or when did you stop entering the sweet terrain of silence mm -hmm. and it's this idea that a soul fragmentation occurs when we disconnect from those things that, that brought us together, you know, kind of in the, um, yeah, the tribal culture. Recharge yeah. those yeah. batteries, it's, perhaps. Yes, again. absolutely. Yeah. So these are like 
you know, all over the world, there's music, there's instruments, there's songs, you know, so there's something there. If everybody all over the place, you know, so then what happens, you know, is we start to compare ourselves. We break away and we start to compare ourselves and we're not as good as that singer and so we can't sing. But it is, it's like an innate ability that we're all, we all have access to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it does, you know, influence if our family, if we grow up in families where there's singing and there's music or um, one local voice teacher talked about if we were sung to as babies, that can have an impact on our, our musical development of the ear. So, yeah. Even in the womb, perhaps. Absolutely. You know, we're taking it all in on every level, right? So, yeah, so it's just interesting to know that the importance of reconnecting with that and to kind of notice when the inner critic kicks in and tells us we can't do something. You know, sometimes the answer is get more tools or build more confidence or experiment and, Mm -hmm. and see it and to know it doesn't have to be perfect. But again, yeah, and, and if it's not singing, then dancing or painting or, but I think having some kind of creative outlet mm-hmm. and doing our best to remove that voice of the inner critic that blocks us from what naturally wants to flow through. Like, I feel like that optimizes health when mm-hmm. you're connected to some form of creativity. And I think, you know, for me, it's singing. And for many people, it seems that resonates, but there's other art forms. And I would just encourage anybody to pursue the thing that's speaking to them the most and find a way to create space for that. Mm-hmm. When we were talking before we got on air, you were talking about hidden treasures. Can you tell me about hidden treasures? Yes, yeah, so I mentioned that, um, that when I was at the end of college, I met Alice McDowell, who uh, is the co-founder of Light on the Hill Retreat Center, and mm-hmm. she is the founder of the Hidden Treasure Program and the head facilitator of that program. And so, again, it's a three-year course that's in healing and personal growth. What I like about it is it meets five weekends per year. And it's it's spread out over three years on purpose so that we can naturally integrate these concepts into our daily life. And so I went through that program right out of college when I was like really trying to assess what's my next step, you know. Um, and so, as I mentioned, I, I did feel like Um, For me, it was that calling toward healing work and music. And so what Hidden Treasure does is it it invites you to get in touch with your life purpose and your passions and to examine some of the obstacles that prevent you from pursuing these things. And so there's one whole weekend topic that's devoted to the inner critic. And we do a lecture on the inner critic and you understand why it formed and how it formed and actually that it might have served a purpose. You know, instead of receiving corrections from outside of ourself, we develop a voice in our head that might correct us before somebody else can do it, right? But it can become detrimental. So we start to do exercises that help us become more aware of inner blocks and then starting to find like new ways of being that are more connected to our authentic self. So the idea is like, how can you acknowledge the unique gifts that you have and get out of the way so that those can come through even more? Um, so I went through the program and, um, by the end of the third year, I was starting to lead my own classmates in songs and I had come from a place of actually having a tremendous fear in relation to public speaking. And actually like when I started the program, even introducing myself in my name, saying my name and like the three, the three questions that they ask you, where are you from and why are you here? It, my heart would be out of my chest. So like tremendous fear of public speaking to the point 
where I was comfortable teaching one-on-one voice lessons. And I did, I've done that for 16 years. But I never thought I would have the courage to lead a group, even though I really wanted to. Like there was like a burning desire. Yeah. And so um, it was interesting that by the end of those three years, I was starting to lead all my classmates. And usually the classes are about 20 people. Mm-hmm. But I was seeing this naturally emerging. And then, like, we'd end the weekends and, like, I'd lead this song, Glory, Hallelujah, mm. since I laid my burden down, you know, and get everybody singing on this old classic gospel tune. But yeah, it was interesting to watch that happen. And then, right after the program ended, I decided to launch my first singing class. And at the time, that was called The Joy of Group Singing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I ran that program for 10 years. So it was just interesting that it unlocked something. The other thing that happened during that program for me was that um, the third year of the program, we are the first two years are designed to like help you reflect on your inner life and your obstacles and just mm-hmm. your own maybe personality things that mm-hmm. may or may not serve. Just digestion and self awareness. Yes. Of what's what's come already and who you are. Yes. Right? The third year we move more into like integration, mastery, and service. And like creating a vision. Yes, yeah. and also just more like after you've done the inner work then reassess what's one's purpose Mm -hmm. and so the third year we're all invited to choose a project in the world something that we're going to do that's in alignment with our purpose and we do a really deep meditation to access what that's to be so I went down 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 and I realized I have this word block I have a word block about public speaking I have a word block I was only singing cover music at the time and that seemed okay but I didn't realize that there was a songwriter in me Mm. until I identified this word block. My project ended up being a poetry project. And I took poetry lessons with Jay Leeming Mm. and started to unlock the word block. And we'd practice reading poems out loud and I got more comfortable with my own speaking voice. And then um, then Jay and I uh, led a poetry, we we did a poetry reading where we hosted and we did it more Sufi style in a circle. had people pick poems out of a basket, and I actually had the courage to read some of my poems at that reading, and I didn't realize that would unlock songwriting. And so that led to the formation of Solstice, and my album Red Sky, and becoming a lead singer, and becoming more known in Ithaca, and then having more of a following, and then offering these community singing things that lots of people would come to, and just things just started exploding, open, opening, and I felt like more of who I really was, was I had access to. So um, then what happened was I was asked to become one of the teachers of Hidden Treasure. Nice. And so it just felt like such a joy to be able then to, um, to facilitate a similar experience for others. And really everyone's going to come out more authentically themselves. There's no cookie cutter. There's no everybody comes out as a public speaker or sure. a, you know, a songwriter. But what an honor it was to be asked. And so I've been a teacher of Hidden Treasure for the, since 2011, so that's been eight years. And so that feels like it really taps both my master's work of transpersonal psychology, but fulfills that calling toward healing work um, uh, on, on the deeper level. So yeah, so it feels like that's been a huge part of my journey and part of my work life now too. Yeah, it sounds like your life is very full these days. Yes. You're also recently uh, married, recently have a child, right? So you're, yes, you're yeah, I'm in it. I'm in you family are life. Full and, yeah. on, but you seem pretty psyched. Yeah, yeah. feels great. Yeah. Feels good, right? Absolutely. I mean, if, 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 if we can 
touch base with our you know inner inner calling and find out really hey what you know what because you all have some gifts to offer right it's a matter of just finding them and then figuring out a way to share them absolutely yes and and learning to ask for help along the way you absolutely. know we all need mentors or friends or support systems or counselors or people that are on our team that can help encourage us to bring that out yeah i had some inspiring role models and i had two aunts that were music teachers. I saw, you know, their spark and I saw their fire and I saw, you know, just what they were doing in the world was uplifting to other people and, you know, that was really inspiring and encouraging for me on this path. So tell us about the new album you have out. Yeah, so the new album is called Soul of the Earth and the subtitle is Multicultural Songs for the Circle. So I decided to go ahead and make a CD of many of the songs that I teach in workshop settings. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that people who are, the, who are either taking the workshop or the classes can have something to go sing along with. So most of the album, I've layered harmony parts. There's some hand percussion. There's a few tracks that have guitar or keyboard, um, but lots of percussion, percussion and harmony vocals. But it felt really good. There's songs from a wide variety of cultures. And it's exciting to have this new CD. It's almost like the CD is sort of like a syllabus for the Freeing the Voice course. Yes, yeah. It's, bas- it's you know, many of the songs that we do in that program are there. Do you want to uh, pick one out that we'll, uh, we'll play right now? Yeah, sounds good. Um, let's do... This is Kakilambe. So it's a song from West Africa, and I've been with this song for about 15 years. And it's one of those those party hits. I mean, it comes out to sing Kakilambe. It's in celebration of a, the spirit that represents the, the abundance, growth of crops. And so the people of the village, this is of the Baga. Mindbo! 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 of the spirit. Mindbo! Kakilambe ekumbe. Mindbo! Mindbo! Mamba. Mindbo! Kakilambe ekumbe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Elisa S. Keeler, for an excellent conversation, and the second half of it will be presented in two weeks. Next week, we'll have uh, the review of the documentary 21 Up. You can find a link to that in the show notes. A few quick reminders, Elisa, alisamusic.com. For more information, alisamusic.com. March 20, if you're in the Ithaca area, if you want to participate in a drop-in CD release song circle, March 28th, 7 to 8.30 at CSMA, Community School of Music and Arts. And in her next eight-week session, Freeing Your Voice, will start on April 8th. So check out Elisa Music for that. And friends and family of the pod, please share this episode if it resonated. We need to get more of these uh, 
podcast out to friends and family. So please help us spread the good word. Have a great day. Stay hydrated. Get your sleep. Value rest. Have the long perspective. Keep living and learning. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye.